Fight, flight, or freeze with Arif Talib. The Fight, Flight, or Freeze podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that the podcast is produced on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and it would like to pay its respects to elders past and present and recognise that sovereignty was never ceded and this land always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Episode three of the Fight, Flight, or Freeze podcast is a story about my mum. It's a story about her childhood and her experiences and how she's overcome trauma to find a life in Australia. Tune in and let's hear about it. Hello, Fatima. Hello. Welcome to the Fight, Flight or Freeze podcast. Thank you. It's good having my mum on (laughs) on one of these episodes. So, Fatima... um, Thank you for coming and I just wanted to get to know your story a bit more uh, about your upbringing and and the things you experienced and your transition into Australia. Um, So I just wanted to start off by asking what was it like growing up in Lebanon when you were quite young? Very nice, very nice. We to spend this winter in the city and summer got up to the mountain. It's beautiful. So which city were you? Were Tripoli. You, you were in North Tripoli. Lebanon, Tripoli. And that's where your parents were from as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then which mountains did you used to go to? Uh, it's called Sir. Uh, Sir. It's Sir. Sir, yeah. yeah. Up north. Up and did it mountain. snow there? And... In the winter it does. Very cold. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, how many months would you spend there? Three months. Three months. Yeah. So your parents had a house there? No, we rent. Every rent. summer we rent a house there. Oh, okay. three months. And was it just you or siblings? No, or? the whole family. The whole family. So how many of you were there? When we were there, was about nine children. Wow. Uh, and my mom and my dad. And where are you out of those Number children? Number one. Number one, the oldest. Yeah. The, 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 the third parent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, how did you find the schooling experience? And yeah, you, you well... Oh, he, in Lebanon? Yeah, in Lebanon. Yeah, like yeah. I was young, like, uh, when I was young, I went to non-school, like private school, until up to when I'm uh, year three, because that summer, like, that summer we we rent house at the mountain, and apparently that house we rent, it's uh, again, and the next house to us is the education minister of the, like, in Lebanon. He was renting the house opposite to us. And he told, um, he was talking to my dad all the time. And he said, why you like your kids in private? Put them uh, in public. And then we moved like from uh, the non-school to one of North school, girls school, only girls school. It's called Suleiman al-Bistani. Very good school. So was there not really a difference between the private and the public? It was, it was like, like, it was good really public. Similar. It was good public school, like very, uh, like run with good uh, principal and we care for the kids, like for the girls. And especially that time was, we caught in the middle of the civil war, you know, we did very well in that school. So you, the, the civil war was happening while you were still in high school yeah, or primary like school? I was like uh, 74, I was still like, just started high school. You just started high yeah, school? Yeah. Yeah. So... 
Do you remember knowing why? Or your parents explaining to you what was happening? No, we just live happily ever. And suddenly, uh, think completely change, you know? Like almost overnight. Oh, almost overnight. Really, that you went from we a nice have, yeah. lifestyle where everyone was getting along to yeah. overnight there was like, what, yeah. what, what sort of things do you see? Like, like straight away, like the civil war between the two religions, the shame, like uh, they, they make this up and we all love each other. We all live happily ever, you know? And uh, this thing like made a big difference. Like it was a scary time, you know? Very scary time for everyone. Everyone was scared. Every yeah. everyone paid the price that time, you know. And no one win in that war, really. No one win. Do no. you? So, as someone who would have been thirteen when it first started, yeah. mm-hmm. what do you remember feeling? Were you scared? scared of course, scared. Scared for scared, your yeah. for your life and for, for life. For like bomb will come, like some bomb will come on you because I witnessed that. Like there's a shop you see me where I live. In the, in the city, in the building, at the top, I see good sun. I was thinking sun coming down, you know. And it looked like a sun coming down. Wow. And big bang, you know, like four life was the last day, you know. You like, were going to that shop. That shop, yeah. yeah. And that happened, that happened in the yeah. process of yes, you going yeah. to that shop. And you see people wow. shot in the, in the street dead. And, you know, few times we have to pack and run for our life, you know, to run to the villages, you know, to say... You mean you had you were in the city yeah. and you had to run yeah, away from the city in. to the village because yeah. the villages were uh, safer, safer. Safer, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit like, uh, wow, you know, yeah. It changed a lot of life, not just my life. So many because we all live. We, we as we grow, we never see any difference between. We have no religion like that issue. We all love each other, you know. Like, yeah, we yeah. don't ask you Christian or Muslim. We don't so have you, that. Growing up, you would have had friends and, oh, yeah, have fam- and family friends yes. that were all religions. Oh, we all, like, Muslim, all live next to each other, same building next door, you know, we all have the same. We never had any of this issue before 1974, you know? Mm. Yeah. And how long, sort of, were you there during the years of the war, the like intense I, years? Like, 78, like, from 74 to 78, so four years. You were there for four years. Four years, yeah. And I guess this is a bit of a personal question, but in that time, did anyone close to you die or anyone you know? Yeah, I have my uncle and his cousin die. Yeah. And we have, like, neighbours, they die too. And, and was it, did they die in, they, in, in warfare? Or yeah, in, no, in shooting, like rocket, you know, come on them, or, 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 or like sniper, sniper. Sniper Snipers shots. was very, like, like few, like, at home, sometimes we sleep in the night like snipers, you know, go through the wall, you know, like yeah. They we, shoot through the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, like we, they shoot any houses, you know. Yeah, we can see the the bullets. The bullet holes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, and I guess you had such a big family you were, at the time, yeah, and you were the oldest, so you had a yeah. lot of younger siblings. Yes, and yeah. what yeah. what were they? How did they, they young, experience not, the war? Not much understand about the day they were young. Like I was only like maybe thirteen, four, like. Like I left Lebanon, like like nineteen seventy eight, about like nearly seventeen, you know. Yeah, like that time was really like really sad time, you know. It was very sad. Were your did, were your parents trying? Did they want to leave at any time, or was what was their plan from like, memory? We stayed the same, like same home, but sometimes have to move as a like places for safety. Like we have to like uh, go for safety. Yeah. 
Wow. So your parents didn't have any plans to leave Lebanon during no, the war. No, they no, wanted to either. stay. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to stay. They love Lebanon. Like, because, but after, like, you know, straight away, after long, they've been patient, waiting, and they don't want my sibling to be involved in any gang. Mm. They just uh, decided some of my sibling already left to Europe, you know, or like mm. uh, Dubai, and then uh, that's it. Nobody, then when my sitting didn't get any better, they, moved, they, they came here. Yeah, so they were holding on to this hope yeah. that yeah, they, Lebanon will be yeah. able to overcome the war mm-hmm. and then life would go back to the yeah. happily ever after yeah. that, they, that they once had when yeah. they were growing up. Yeah. Wow. And I guess reflecting back on it now, mm-hmm. talking about it, do you, do you wish that it, it did all go back to normal after the yeah. war? Like, I wish, but then... I wish back to Norm because Lebanon was a beautiful country, lovely country. What did people used to like about it before the war? Because it was very friendly, very welcoming, you know. That's one, one this story I never forgot. Like I was uh, coming here for my application. I went to uh, Beirut, uh, the Australian embassy in Beirut, yeah. to, you know, to put my application. And one woman with the blonde hair, like uh, she speaks Arabic like me. And then she was crying because she was leaving Lebanon. And she's American, like Nancy, one of the uh, ambassador wife. They live in Lebanon on this time. Oh, and see. she was uh, crying to leave Lebanon. And she said to me, Lebanon, the most uh, place I lived with the people, they very So friendly. she enjoyed her time there oh, so yeah. much. Yes. That it was, she felt like a home, yeah, you know? Really sad. Yeah. Wow. And then you, you left in 1978. Yeah, And was the war still quite oh, yeah, intense at that yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, this time now. Like back with Syria army in Lebanon, then it's different, different way, uh, different like uh, different reflection, different you know, mm. the, the non-civil war. Now we're moving to different, a different kind, type of different war. type of war. Not different. What was the Syrian army like when doing? When Syria then? being called to Lebanon to uh, to support uh, Assad punishment, ending up like not doing any good to Lebanon. You it know? was causing it, more it harm. Was, it was more. When I was young girl, this woman never forgot because you have the Iraqi group, you have the Syria group, you know, like all in. And I remember one of our neighbors, like I was young girl, like being take from his own, taking from his own middle of the night, 3 a.m., you know, by a Syrian army. And, you know, and nobody know, like no I left. Knows. No, if he's still alive for that, nobody know. Nobody. Wow. Yeah. And they like were sleeping in his house. Yeah, yeah, just took him. Just took yeah. him. Yeah, because he will be, he was belong to as a political, you know, group, not uh, belong to this, yeah, a Syrian group, anything. There's so many. We didn't have any political group as we family, like we just left as a nice family, you know. You didn't align with any political No, no, group. no, no, we don't. We just was that like, out of fear of, no, like, repercussions? No, because we're not. We're not with any. Just normal Lebanese citizen, family, you know? Oh, yeah, see. my dad will card, you know, and to support us, support the family. Yeah, even with the war, my dad was make sure we all get food, you know? And it uh, wasn't easy. Sometimes we have no water. We have to buy the water. Electricity, we have to use the candle. Mm. Like, yeah, like sometimes we have to run... When bomb gets heavy, we have to go to the cells. And one of our neighbors like, oh, was disabled on wheelchair. I have to help him to bring him down. Because there was no, there was no elevator? Was no elevator. Stairs? Because only two, like, 
people think I was living it's only three levels, two level, yeah. like three ground and we are in the first and no one soon and uh, we don't need like yeah. leave but we used to help his kids you know to get him down to the south Yeah. Yeah, wow. That sounds like a really tense time. I mean, I'm reflecting on my childhood growing up in Australia. And it's just nothing, nothing like that. I mean, the most terrifying thing you might see is a car crash or someone falling over the. But, you know, it's it's crazy to think about your growing up. This story happened as I'm putting my application again to come to Australia, you know, we have to go, I live in Tripoli, I have to travel to, to Beirut, like to the Australian embassy in Beirut. Yeah, so how long is that drive from Tripoli uh, to Beirut? Then it was about one hour and 50 minutes then, like because of the war, not many road people on the road, on the road, not many cars, people scared, yeah. like still then between Christian and Muslim and I'm still there. Yeah. And then funny that day, we ran a bit late in Beirut, we couldn't come, and my dad took me. And my dad said, "Oh my God! Like we now scared too because we have to cross some Christian city, you know, and to go like the tunnels. Always, everyone scared from the tunnels because a lot of killing happened in the in tunnels. The tunnel, people and my dad saw a priest. I think when I got to the Tripoli, he got him in the car, and and my dad felt a bit sad because he wasn't. My dad wasn't worried about him; he was worried about me." You know, my dad, yeah. And I remember, like, every checkpoint we, we stopped. You know, like, they call Abuna, like my father, you know, in uh, the place. Abuna is the yeah, word they, for they priest. Were, for priest yeah. Yeah. And all they would get safely, you know, to Tripoli because it was really winter, like a night getting dark, you know, that uh, time. So, yeah. so the priest that you picked up, did yeah, he know was, that you were no, Muslim? He, no, no, he didn't know. It's just like my dad said, you were coming to Tripoli. And they will take you with us, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So and it was good, like, it was all within the state So because you had this priest in the car, you can go past all the Christian Check, checkpoints. Check with, no, if, yeah. if he wasn't in the car... Maybe with a different story, maybe I wouldn't be here. <laughs> you think they would, yeah. they would They would. kill people? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what's happening there. In the war, at, you know, if one group yeah. of people saw another group... Yeah, but we didn't have nothing innocent. We have no good way. Yeah. We never follow any punishment. If they, if My they, dad was a hard-working man, you know? Yeah, like we never follow. But, but if, the, if the priest wasn't in the car, how, how would they have known you were Muslim or Christian? But because they stopped, they asked for your... Uh, your passport. Your birth certificate, the, your ID. Does it say your religion? Of course, it? only say your religion here in Lebanon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my my ID, my birth certificate. Yeah. So yeah. that's why having the priest in there, yeah. you yeah. could bypass you see, all the man, for reason, because my dad was worried about me, like not him. Mm. So in '78, you left. How did you get out? Uh, the country. We, I came like my uncle. I remember now my uncle died now. He drove me to. Was hard to the mission to go to the airport. My my uncle was a soldier. Was army. Yeah. And I'm uncle. Yeah, he took me to Beirut and then. You say goodbye, and that's it, you know. And uh, that was uh, like for me, young, uh, thinking, you know, like just boarding the plane, coming, uh, like just young. How old were you? Not even 17, less than 17. Yeah. You, were, you were turning 17. Yeah, yeah. And you were leaving Lebanon yeah. for the first time? First time in my life, boarding plane. And flying yes, to yeah. Australia? Australia, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was all like for me, it was like a dream. I'm in a dream. Like, not real, you know, for and, me. And so, 
Why were, why were you coming to Australia no, again? to meet your dad. Like, we got to know. To marry dad. Yeah. Yeah. So, dad, you had met dad in, in Lebanon? Lebanon? yeah. 1977. At the end of 1977. And then you agreed to marry him? Yeah. You wanted to marry him, sorry? Yeah. And then you yeah. flew to Australia? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And when you were leaving, was were the rest of your family still... In Lebanon? Oh, uh, all, all of my family. I was the oldest. I was the oldest. So you were the first one to yeah, leave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many? How long did it take you to get to Australia? Uh, that was the longest flight, I think, to, Bar, to I think to Bahrain, then. No, Abu Dhabi, because I come with uh, KLM, with uh, KLM to uh, Abu Dhabi, and then we took us from Abu Dhabi to here, maybe 14 hours. 14 hours? Yeah. Wow. And then... What happened when you arrived in Australia? Did Dad meet you at the airport? Yeah, he picked me up from the airport and come here. Yeah, and I felt one first thing I felt in Australia the peace. You can go to sleep and not to worry someone going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Wow! I, I I really like value that. I value that yeah. when people have peace. So that was the the most noticeable difference when you got here. You could go to sleep and go for a walk and go to the shops. Especially at night because that's almost our fears in the night with someone, you know, about our house and kill us, you know. Ah. And that's what the first thing, like, I value that peace, you know. It was beautiful to go to sleep peacefully. Hmm? And Dad... Because dad left before the war got intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You left before war long time. Like did he understand you appreciating that peace? Did you of talk course. to him yeah, about yeah. how peaceful it is here? And I told everyone. I told everyone you should be lucky when you have peace, <laughs> peace and peaceful place to live in. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, as I said, for myself and for, I guess, the majority of people that have grown up in, yeah. you know, in colonial zone. Australia um, yeah. after the, it was invaded by the English and, you yeah. know, they, they had a war yeah. and took yeah. over the country from the um, Aboriginal Australians. Yeah. Yeah. Since then, we there hasn't really been war no. in yeah. Australia. Mm-hmm. So anyone that lives here that is, I guess, that is living in the colonial Australia yeah. and it's white or a migrant, mm-hmm. you know, hasn't had to experience bombs being dropped mm-hmm. on them or, yeah. yeah, it's, it's definitely a different, different change of mind. I mean, yeah. when I, when I went in 2009, yeah. you can still see the effects yeah. of the war. You see crumbled, yeah. crumbled buildings yes. still haven't been yes. recovered. The buildings with the pockmark yeah. from the guns yes. in them, it's really, yeah, yeah it's a big, it's still present. Everywhere yeah. you look, you can yeah. see that this country yeah. had a war. Yeah, you I see think. everything we used to live in down. It's demolished completely. Yeah, it was demolished completely, yeah. yeah. So, and then how, how, when did your parents and family start moving out of Lebanon? Like 1988. So, so 10 years after. Yeah, but my brothers know. Like, my brothers gradually in Europe. And they went to Europe first. Like, in Germany, like... Yeah, Germany. To work? Or yeah, to work, of course. And like to mine, live there. To leave the city, yeah. Yeah. And then, then from then, I put application for my family in 1988, and they accepted, and they came here. So who came? Your mom, your dad? And like my my younger two, my three younger brothers and my sister. And But the others were, and only two were here. Like my first brother came 1984. My first yeah. brother came here. 
Okay, so your family started coming yeah, gradually, gradually yeah. and that was because they saw no life in Lebanon. And how did you find settling into Australia when you got here? Was was did you did you notice there was a bit of racism or misunderstanding of Lebanese people or Muslims or like what me, was your encounter with white no, Australia? No, I didn't see much ra- like racism there four to years ago. No, like I went where I was like live where I was lived like all Australian most of it, and they were so nice. Like even my English not the best. Like I wasn't, I didn't speak in English then, but uh, my neighbors they were the best. Like they will come and tell your dad, like they will. I need any help. They make me feel home. Like I never felt I have another family when I came here. And these were your direct, your straight in the in the street neighbors. Yeah, street yeah. neighbors. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, who who are, who are these neighbors that? Like Mrs. Parks, like she passed away. Yeah. Mrs. Thompson. Yeah. And Valda, like she's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And these, they helped you sort of understand like, yeah, like, how yeah. things work yeah, and yeah. improving your English. Yeah, like my Mrs. Pires, we used to like uh, visit her. She's the only lady. Like I used and like talking to her, having conversation, helped me to improve my uh, English a lot. Yeah. Right. Sometimes she correct my mistake too. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nice. So they were very nice, sort of yeah. elderly, like yeah, not the they were middle-aged, middle-aged women middle-aged that were like, living yeah. on their own. Yeah, like no husband, Mrs. Thompson, Mr. Thompson. Yeah, well, not her husband, but yeah, Hazel was uh, like like her son lived close, but she was by her own. By her own. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh wow! And when. When you were here, did, were there times that you, you were missing Lebanon? And... Yeah, at the, at the beginning, yes, I was, like, missing. But first thing I said, I'm here. Like, I want to learn about the country. My English was first option to learn English, to know about the country I'm living in. And that's how it started, you know, little by little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you had, so you've had seven kids yeah. <laughs> in Australia. All of us were born here. Yeah. Did you ever think what, about what your life would be like and what our lives would be like if we were all born in Lebanon? Do you ever think about that or not really? Yeah, if it wasn't war, it would be beautiful. But with the war, no. It would be like no future. Even if you st- even if you finish your high school there, your university, there's no job. Mm. There's no the future. countries no are, job. eroded away No, no job, time. even after no, no job. Many educated people, but no job. Yeah. Mm. And then, I mean, I, I, know, I don't know if you're familiar with sort of how refugees are treated in, across the world. I guess when yeah. you and Dad came, yeah. Australia really needed people, so he was letting you in. No, like me, I was, I was like wife, like the wife. Spouse, yeah, not yeah. like nineteen, I think seventy-five before I came here. Yeah, it's Australia brought a lot of Lebanese, like help a lot Australia. Did good job. Brought a lot of Lebanese uh, to Australia, but like me, I came on my own. Like yeah. my husband, yeah. my husband here, dad sort of come, yeah. put in an application yeah. and then you yeah. got to come. Yeah. 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 Do you, and do you think that everyone deserves to have a peaceful place to live? Yes, everyone yeah. should. Yes, should be no war. Should be everyone have food and should be peaceful life for every person on this earth. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like your experience was. 
yeah. very traumatizing. Yeah, yeah, as a young child. As a young child, yeah. do you do you still get nightmares or traumatized no, by the experience? Like when you like when I came here, I put this is back, you know, like because always if you keep thinking about the like the past, you get you just learn from it, experience from it, but you have to let it go. You cannot hold to the past because if you hold to the past, you never be happy ever. You have to make keep forward, improving. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you see a future for Lebanon where it's going to no, improve over no. time, no. where people can return safely? You don't. No. No. It's too far gone. I don't watch much news about the Lebanon, but the way I see, it's it's because I have family there. Like I have talked to them. Like even uh, no food, nothing. Like how you going to see future for this country? No, it's no future at all. So you do you see Australia as your home? Of course. It's as equal here. as Lebanon or even more, you think? No, like here, like here. Where, like, this is my home now. This was settled in, like, this I feel like here. My home was starting on. And for us kids, do you, you feel like this is our home of now? Course, and yeah. we should have families yeah. or yes, whatever. Because this is God This is all God land. God chose us to be here. We should do our best in this land. It's God's land in terms of yeah. a yeah. safe place yeah. that we all yeah. live free yeah. of yeah. war, like you and Dad experienced, yeah. or more so you in those years. Yeah. Well, Mum, thanks yes. for joining me on the Fight, Flight, or Freeze podcast. My it was pleasure. lovely to hear your story, and I'm sorry for all the trauma and toughness. And yeah, I think it's really crazy. And maybe many people like me experience like, like always I say in the war, no one wins. No, no one wins in war. No one wins. Except the companies that sell yeah. the guns and <laughs> make all the Even profit. they don't win. Because at the end of the day, when they have their conscious, they said what we did. Yeah, in, in, in terms of like a judgment yes. on them later yes. on in life. Believe me. Yeah, but Because we're human and we do that. Yeah. As a human we do. Yeah. We sit and think that. I told you in the war, no one went. No one went. Well, I mean, the idea of this podcast yeah. is to share stories like yours mm-hmm. so we can get the message out there to people that war is not a good thing. Yes. And war yeah. breaks people's homes yeah. and families yeah. and, you know, people have to leave. And yes. I mean, even people didn't want to come to Australia. No. They, yeah. they had to. They, yes. they had to flee they have to go persecution. Safe. And they have to, safe yeah. Somewhere safe to stay. So I guess yeah. the idea behind this podcast is to educate people to, on and let people share their stories so mm-hmm. people will know that war is a detrimental, destructive thing and that as, a, as, a, as countries and as societies we need to build yeah. peaceful movements yes. that stop all wars. Yes. You know, we stop producing you know, lots of weapons and we stop focusing on armies and submarines and we start looking at how we rebuild how we countries and, and, and help them to not have to have wars. Yes. So, appreciate it, Mum. Love you a lot. And Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me. And I'm sure there'll be many more episodes to come. Yes, thank you. You want to listen to it?